Well, in the year 2000, um, I think I'll probably be in a spaceship to the moon dictating robots to robots. Or else I may be, I don't know, having a, in charge of a robot court, judging some robots. Or I may be at a funeral of a computer. Or if something's gone wrong with their nuclear bombs, I may be sort of coming back from hunting in a cave. Redesigned. What's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of Redesigned. I am your host, the content producer, Mr. Cakebox. I hope you are all well. And uh, it's been an eventful week. It's just like we just really can't catch a break. I said that last week. It's crazy out here. So many things going on this week. Russia is cancelled. You know, podcasts coming to Twitter. Uh, what else? TikTok. 10-minute videos. See, I have resisted TikTok for so long. I have an account, but I don't, I don't go on there. I don't promote it. But seeing as what TikTok is going to be doing... It looks like it might be a <laughs> it might be a good idea for me to jump on there still. So all of that coming up. Oh, by the way, we're going to be talking about crypto and Bitcoin. So for everyone who's kind of sitting on the fence about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, I'm going to give you the radio edit of what it is and how you can benefit from it. All of that good stuff coming up after this. Blockchain, brain computer interface, cybersecurity, mobility, cloud computing, cryptocurrency, artificial intelligence, Web 3.0, consumer electronics, social media, the metaverse, biotechnology, autonomous vehicles, the Internet of Things, virtual reality, augmented reality. Redesigned. Don't forget if you want to keep up to date on everything that's going on with the redesigned podcast yeah i'm calling it podcast again because i can't win it's it's something to do with uh you know tagging uh search engine optimization discoverability if i if i don't call it podcast then you know but uh the branding is still going to be redesigned but i will have to like at times refer to you know the whole concept of it being a podcast so for example the hashtag on twitter i try to say we should just use redesign but it doesn't make sense because there's so much other crap going on over there on that hashtag so it's it's not focused enough so if you are on twitter please join in the conversation using the hashtag redesigned pod that's going to be somewhere on the screen here and if you didn't catch last week's episode make sure you go and check that out that is the catalog is building season two the catalog is building so uh we're on youtube as well so if you are listening on the audio only platforms such as amazon apple Podcasts, spotify we are on youtube so go over there and search for redesign podcast on youtube and uh, you can see my big face on the screen anyway moving on let's jump over to some news russia is cancelled hey listen these sanctions are something else at first it was just the oligarchs and you know controlling the finances so that they can kind of squeeze russia to death financially 
but this is take this is going to take a huge toll on Russian society in general. And I kind of feel sorry for you know the the innocent the innocent bystanders, the civilians in Russia who, you know, they're minding their own business. So it it just looks crazy. So right now, so many well-known companies, global companies that are like the fa- that are the fabric part of the fabric of society, Netflix, Spotify, Apple, uh, Nike, they are all boycotting Russia. So, for example, Spotify, uh, they've closed their offices, so has Netflix. And the funny thing is, in Russia, back in 2021, July, they passed a new law which stated that if you are a social media company or digital company of, of some kind, foreign, foreign company, if you're not a Russian company and you are a social media company or a digital company uh, or entertainment company or digital streaming company who has over 500,000 users you must have a registered office in Russia you must have a physical office in Russia in order to meet compliance now Spotify has closed their offices a lot of other companies have closed their offices so which means technically they could be banned in Russia very soon so if they if the Russian authorities decide that you know you're in breach of of the uh, compliance rules you know not having a physical office open they could in they could actually stop the whole operation of spotify or netflix in russia so that's a that's gonna have a massive impact on the people over there who are just you know minding their own business um what else there's, there's loads of companies boycotting russia as i mentioned before you've got ea games so if you know about the sims fifa all the major sporting games They've boycotted Russia as well. FIFA 2022, they've removed the Russian national team and their their local teams from the game. So, yeah, it's looking crazy. What other companies have boycotted Russia? You've got Formula One, you've got Nike, you've got... Oh my gosh, hold on, wait, let me just check. So, you've got Tesla, Shell, BP, Microsoft is even boycotted Russia. John Lewis, John Lewis, a small department store. Well, they're not small, but they're they're a department store here in the UK. But compared to Microsoft, I say small. But imagine Microsoft has boycotted Russia, suspending their services. Listen, it's a big deal. Russia is officially cancelled out here in these streets. Not quite a cyber war, but it's interesting to see how much of society relies on these digital uh, products and services. PayPal, PayPal has been restricted in Russia. So again, they are effectively, you can, you can control people at arm's length remotely by getting them to rely on your products and service digitally. And then when you want them to comply, when you want them to do something, you take it away. So back in the analog world, there was no taxi backsies. But now, you see where I'm going with this. So there's a lot of things going on. YouTube, Google. There's a whole heap of censorship going on right now, and information war is definitely taking place. So yeah, it's interesting to see. I'm gonna leave some links in the description for some articles you can check out to see what companies are actually boycotting Russia. It is a maza. So apparently Twitter is working on a new podcast tab to help discovery and engagement of podcasts. So 
For the longest time, it's been really hard to find new podcasts unless you've got a cult following or you've been covered in a magazine or TV or you've seen ads or you, your inner circle, you've been recommended a podcast. It is generally quite difficult to find out about podcasts. And um, there is no social media that kind of really facilitates the discovery of podcasts. So Twitter, Twitter, Twitter they're, they're interesting because they, they like to try different things. They, in fact, if you think of things like Instagram stories, the, the origins of that came from a company called Meerkat and another one called Periscope, which Twitter developed. And what happened was Periscope were bought by Twitter. So when, when Twitter saw what was going on with live streaming, they said, yeah, we want a piece of the action. We want peace. And then that kind of drove Meerkat underground. Everyone adopted that. And then obviously Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, he said he wasn't missing out on this. He wanted some of this cake too. So yeah, here we are today. Twitter is, um, they've always kind of like got their, their finger on the pulse when it comes to these new trends. So although podcasting is not a new trend, they came out with something called Spaces, which I, I don't know if you're familiar with. Um, I'm not too hot on those kind of things, but if you don't know what Spaces is, it's kind of like a, a, a like a equivalent to Clubhouse. So right now, Twitter are apparently working on a new podcast tab. So yeah, I think that would be great because when you are when you're dealing with podcasts, uh, one of the best things about podcasts is the conversation that happens after. Uh, sneaky plug: if you, again, if you want to get involved in this conversation on the podcast. Uh, use the re- redesigned pod hashtag on Twitter. And uh, yeah, let me know your thoughts on what we're talking about here. So anyway, um, for podcasts, this is according to an article on social media today. For podcasts, Twitter also acquired the podcast discovery at Breaker. So if you don't know what Breaker is, Breaker is like um, a dedicated podcast platform. So it's kind of like Apple Podcasts, if you don't know, or like where you listen to podcasts on Stitcher, that kind of thing. So the article says if Twitter can get it right, it could be a great addition, especially when you consider that podcast listenership has increased significantly in recent years. So the major clue is that Twitter have actually bought Breaker, which is a dedicated podcast platform. They've got spaces. So it would make sense if eventually they did something where they incorporated podcasts into Twitter. The thing is, I've got a love-hate relationship with Twitter because uh, Twitter is a is the dirtiest social media network. I don't know what's dirtier, Snapchat or Twitter, because it, it's just disgusting. Some of the things that pop up on your timeline when you're minding your own business, um, they, they really need to tighten up their their censorship. Um, but anyway, I digress. So the article also says um, the addition will also likely tie into Twitter's increasing creator push in providing another way for creators to build audience around their content in the app. Podcasts at the moment are a predominantly passive experience with the listener tuning in, then moving on. But part of the concept of Breaker was also to add in social elements like episode comments and likes, which could help build engagement and community and improve podcast discovery in the app. This is the thing. I had um, I actually downloaded Breaker a long time ago, maybe about two years ago. And it was really a good app, but it just never really caught mainstream adoption. So the fact that Twitter has bought Breaker, um, let's let's see what happens. Because for now, I don't know if Twitter, I don't know if they've got a good track record. They bought Periscope. No one really cares about that. 
They saw Clubhouse, they started Spaces. I don't know, guys, I'm not really into all of that stuff, Spaces and Clubhouse. What, in your opinion, are people more drawn to, Clubhouse or Spaces? I don't know. Let me know. Use the hashtag RedesignPod. Uh, again, I'm going to start promoting this hashtag like crazy. We've got to get some engagement up in here. So yeah, that's it about podcasts coming to Twitter. It'll be very interesting to see what happens and how that plans out. So in other social media news, TikTok confirms that 10-minute video uploads are coming to all users. So like I said, I have resisted TikTok for the longest time. Uh, in my opinion, TikTok is for kids. I'm not into all that dancing and prancing around and Listen, I, I, I'm on a full-time contract. I contract for a company. I do this podcasting thing. I've got a family. I don't really... I, I kind of got bored of social media. I only use the ones that I'm on already. So Instagram, Twitter, if you can count YouTube as social media, I don't know. I kind of use that as more of an informational source or a place to get entertainment. I don't know. Um, but TikTok was one of those social medias that came out. I was like, mm, 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 not for me. But um, I have an account. I follow a few people on there. Like shout out to Earn Your Leisure, uh, Nineteen Keys, all those guys. A um, couple of other people that are, you know, I think I respect as content creators. Looks like it could be interesting. So I will be sharing some content on on TikTok. I'm gonna do that. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, I don't even know what my TikTok username is. Let me let me just check that right now. Let me just check. Because I don't know if it's Mr. Underscore Katebox or Mr. Katebox. I don't even know. I haven't logged in there for ages. Okay, yeah. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, you can follow me at Mr. Underscore Katebox. Yeah, the content producer. So um, yeah, look out for some content over there relating to this podcast. So before we get to this week's main topic, let's go for a quick interlude. Yesterday, steak in San Francisco. Tonight, teriyaki in Tokyo. Very international. Right down to my card. I bought my bubbles in Bimini. I bought my skis in Aspen. No, Switzerland. So worthy, so welcome. I bought my tan in Spain. Olay. So worthy, so welcome. Mastercard, the only name you need beside your own. So Bitcoin is a digital currency, but you already knew that. If you don't know what Bitcoin is, you've probably been living in a different planet. But if you don't understand what it is, what's the point of Bitcoin? First of all, let's define what it is. Bitcoin is a digital currency. But what is the point of digital currencies? 
um, especially in the broader context of money and finance, um, what does it even matter that Bitcoin exists? Let's kind of look at it in the same way we look at the internet pre-eBay, pre-online shopping, before Amazon, before, you know, online banking and that kind of stuff. It's basically a new paradigm for the, the financial system. A new financial system. Let's just put it that way. Because if you think about it, the bankers, the old boys, they haven't really done a good job in looking after us in terms of monetary policy. Because the whole thing with centralization, that's how the world has worked for the last hundred years. 200 years or, or longer centralized banking so if you don't know what centralized banking is it means that the whole banking system is in control by very very few uh individuals or entities companies banks central banks are basically owned by the government and they control the production and the distribution of banknotes they control the interest rates, they control economic stability in each country or a group of countries. So for example, like the European Central Bank, they control the they control the interest rates, they control the economy, they control what happens with um, you know, the cost of living. All of that is is affected by the European Central Bank who of, who issue the euro. So the UK equivalent, Bank of England. The American equivalent, the Federal Reserve, aka the Fed, these are all central banks. They issue banknotes. They control money. They control how money is printed and distributed, which then affects the economy. I am not a financial expert. Quick disclaimer, I am not a financial expert or financial advisor or any of those things. Do not take what I'm saying as financial advice. This is purely for educational purposes, entertainment purposes, and me giving you my own insight and understanding into these topics let's just get out get that out of the way so basically we're we're going into a new paradigm where we're going to move away from centralized banking to decentralized banking why one of the biggest issues with um our current banking system is cross-border payments it is very difficult very expensive to move large amounts of money uh, from one place to another if you've ever sent money abroad you know what I'm talking about, MoneyGram, Western Union, all those kind of things. It is extremely expensive even to do business. If you are a business owner, I am a, a graphic designer, I freelanced, I've run my own limited company. And sometimes I've had uh, customers in Europe or uh, the USA. And it's very, very difficult to transfer money uh, from one country to another and it costs money so I have to increase my prices to factor that in and that passes it on to them so it makes it diff more difficult for me to compete with uh, you know their local suppliers and, and that kind of stuff so the whole thing of money finance finance is the the movement of money you know the whole the whole thing when it comes to the financial system where we've had it this way for so long you know, you've had uh, pensions. Pensions are going uh, are going wrong. It's not what we we were promised. You know, mismanagement of pensions. If you go back to two thousand and eight, the financial crisis, Lehman Brothers, Northern Rock, these are all 
examples of how the old boys have not been managing it properly. So here we are in 2022, we're talking about blockchain, we're talking about Bitcoin, we're talking about crypto. Um, but before we dive into what Bitcoin is, what it matter, how it matters to us right now, and all that kind of stuff, let's look at the genesis of money. So in the beginning, we used to use the barter system. So if you don't know what the barter system is, I, see, I, see, as I'm from East London, so when I'm talking, sometimes I say barter, sometimes I say barter. You know, you guys in the US, you, you, you might find that quite strange. Uh, it's quite inconsistent. But anyway, the barter system, for clarity, um, where communities were a lot smaller than what they are now. The populations were, were smaller we lived in more tight-knit communities and how we used to trade and exchange goods and services wasn't with money, but it was to trade for uh, one service for another. So, or one product for another. So if I have four apples and you have, you know, bananas, um, I would give you, um, I would trade my apples for your bananas rather than you giving me coins or paper money. That's how it was. But in order to kind of keep track of who owed what to who. This is when we, we, we get to a stage where the population is increasing. So it was difficult. The whole idea of money came from a necessity. It was more difficult to kind of track who owed who what. So then they started to use, they started to use different kind of things like shark's teeth. Um, then they moved on to um, things like yap stones and stuff like that. And then they moved on to, I think it was in China, they they moved on to they went they eventually went to paper money no they eventually went to uh, minting coins so out of precious metals but then what happened was people caught on and they made like counterfeit money and all that kind of stuff so anyway i digress money we moved to coins so basically it was an exchange of value. So that's where money comes from. Money is basically an exchange of value or store of value. So when the, uh, the rulers of the lands uh, caught onto this, they were like, no, we want tax. So now you're seeing how we've moved from, you know, us minding our own business, how it always starts. We, we, we catch on to a good thing. And then the government, the rulers of the land, they want a piece. So now they're, they're taxing us. And then we have the first, um, this is when it now becomes centralized control, centralized banks. So we've moved from centralized banks. So now we're in, we've gone from one issue of practicality being, you know, coins are heavy to store. And also money used to be backed, paper money used to be backed by gold. So we used to have what's called the gold standard up until like 19, the early 1970s, where each dollar would be backed by gold. And we have this system where we're relying on gold and gold used to be locked up in vaults. So in order to access it, you would get an IOU, which was a receipt for that gold. So then that in effect becomes your banking system where you now have banknotes. Those banknotes are IOUs and they come from each country's central bank. So if you look at each banknote, it's got a serial number in it, tells you where it came from and all of that stuff. Um, but the issue is, like I said before, governments can control inflation rates. They control how much they print money. If they print too much money, what happens? You get inflation. 
And then that affects the cost of living and it just spirals out of control. So now the question is, why do we need them? So in 2009, 2008, 2009, we have this character called Satoshi Nakamoto. And he was, he's basically claimed as the father of Bitcoin, the father of cryptocurrency. And he created a concept um, called the blockchain. So the blockchain is the network of computers that facilitates the transfer of value or um, computer code digitally between one place to another. So it's kind of like a peer-to-peer network without having a a third party. So that third party being your bank or a, a central bank or whichever. So that's where we are now. So Bitcoin is one of those things that's looked at as an investment opportunity for a lot of people. A lot, there's a lot of hype surrounding it. Um, the use case, what's the use case? If we, if we look back at the issue of cross-border payments, at the moment, Bitcoin is probably not the best idea for cross-border payments because it, it can be, it can be um, expensive, it can be slow. And there's, but, but it is one of the most widely adopted cryptocurrencies out there. There's so many others out there that are a lot faster, um, such as XRP. Again, not financial advice. I'm not telling you to buy anything or any of that stuff. Um, I will show you how you can buy it, where you can buy it and stuff like that. Um, but this is just for informational purposes, as I said before. So um, Bitcoin and blockchain kind of solves the problem of creating an environment where you can transfer money from one person to another person without a third party, without intermediary, without an intermediary, without having to pay such large fees. So for example, if you want to move a hundred K from one country to another, I don't know how much that's going to cost you, but it's, it's not cheap, but with blockchain and crypto, it, you can securely transfer that money using certain tokens. Um, and, reducing fees and and it's a lot faster definitely going to do an even more in detailed deep dive into crypto but let's look at the investing mindset so a lot of people uh, remember the bull run of 2017 2018 (laughs) a lot of people were sitting around the family dinner table talking about bitcoin and some people felt like geniuses because they had turned you know, a thousand pounds into a couple of hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. But the thing is, when it comes to investing, you have to be so careful. You have to know about market cycles, all of that kind of stuff. Um, the general, the general thing when it comes to investing is that it's always easier said than done. The idea is to buy low and sell high. Um, but that's the kind of backstory when we're talking about Bitcoin, crypto, blockchain. So Bitcoin is a digital asset. It's a digital currency. So you can use it to buy products, services, um, and you can use it as a store of value. But a lot, a common question is where do you buy Bitcoin? How do you buy it? So to buy Bitcoin, you would have to buy it from an exchange. So an exchange is a place where you can, um, you you fund your account with fiat money. If you don't know what fiat money, fiat is just money that we use every day, normal currency. So the currency issued by your central bank, your bank notes, your GBP or your USD, that is 
fiat currency. Um, it's called fiat because it is not backed by gold and it's part of the fractional reserve uh, banking system. Um, so you fund your crypto account. So it could be Coinbase, it could be crypto.com, Binance. Those are kind of more the, um, the more popular exchanges. Robinhood, for example, you fund your exchange and then you buy whichever crypto you want to buy. So for beginners, the most user-friendly exchange is probably Coinbase, but their their fees their fees can be a bit high. Uh, Binance is another good one, um, and probably Crypto.com or KuCoin. The thing when it comes to exchanges is is I would say don't leave all don't put all your eggs in one basket. Approach with caution. Don't leave all your eggs in one basket because. There are, there are, there have been stories where exchanges have been hacked and people have lost money, but I would stay with more of the, um, the blue chip crypto exchanges like Coinbase. That is a blue chip exchange. So if you don't know what blue chip, that means, if you know what blue chip is, blue chip means established. It's like the, I don't know, the, the Google of crypto right now. So Coinbase is probably a great place to start. And if you haven't, uh, thought about buying crypto and you want to do some more research i'm going to leave some links in the description for some some um some resources where you can actually look at what it is at coinbase some coinbase videos and i'll leave a link where if you if you buy some crypto you get a bonus i get a bonus it's an affiliate link disclaimer so you get paid i get paid have a look set up an account and start funding your your crypto wallet um and i'm going to speak to some some experts on the subject, people who are way more knowledgeable than me to give insight onto the, the, the how, spending time on the how and what to do um, when it comes to buying um, and selling crypto for monetary gain or just for, uh, you know, your savings plan or your pension. Because at the end of the day, right now, inflation is eating the hell out of currency. Um, no matter where you are in the world, the cost of living is spiraling out of control. And crypto and blockchain is one of those things that is going to provide opportunity for you if you are willing to learn how it works. This is, you got to look at this as, you know, the internet in 1991 or 1992, before eBay, before, before Amazon. So there's so many opportunities when it comes to crypto. There's staking where you can, it's almost like putting your, your money into a high interest savings account on steroids. See, these are things that I'm still researching now myself. Staking. Then you've got um, um, altcoins, which are alternatives to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the leading cryptocurrency by market cap at the moment. It is basically digital gold. Um, and then they, the reason why they call it altcoins is because they are alternatives and they're basically runners up. So Bitcoin is gold and then you've got silver, then you've got bronze, then you've got paper. And then all of these things, even bronze, silver, paper, plastic, diamond, water, soil, whatever, they all have use cases. Although the majority of cryptos don't have use cases, some of them are scams, some of them are pump and dumps. You've got to be, you, you have to know what you're doing, do your own research. But there are, loads of opportunities to invest your money in cryptocurrencies that have utility or they will have utility in the future. But more on that on later episodes of Redesigned. 
Um, as I mentioned before, I'm going to leave some resources down in the link below um, so that you can check those out. And also a good thing to do, a good idea would be to keep your currency offline, uh, secure on a, um, a cold storage wallet. Like for example, uh, a Trezor or a Ledger Nano, which I spoke about um, which I spoke about on the episode previous, one of the episodes previous anyway. But more on that, um, I will definitely dive in deeper into that in a future episode. Um, but yeah, definitely consider um, another reason why you should actually look at securing your, your currencies offline is obviously the situation that's going on in Ukraine at the moment with Russia. There's all these cyber attacks flying around um, you don't want to get caught up in the crossfire because um, of some sort of issue with exchanges and exchanges getting taken offline and you can't access your money. So, yeah, but um, this is a massive opportunity in terms of being part of the start of something new, a new financial system, a new financial paradigm. It's not going to be straightforward like all things when there's technological change and, you know, that kind of stuff there's always a loser someone's going to lose so the, the the big boys that were there before the players that were there before um we're get we're we're, ta- we're coming over to their territory you know they're not going to take it lying down the governments and the world banks are not going to take this whole crypto thing seriously for example look at the sec case going on right now with xrp um, um the sec versus ripple that's uh that's one thing you got to think about it's not going to be a walk in the park but this is why this podcast exists to educate you to inform you of all these opportunities again do your own research i am not a financial advisor i'm not telling you to buy anything or sell anything this is just for your own uh your own um knowledge you go out and do your own research you're responsible for all your financial decisions not me just saying Hope we're clear on that. So for those of you who want to know what cryptos to actually buy to take advantage of some of the the gains that you'll be hearing about, you know, some people are making 25x their money, 100x their money. It's risky territory, but I can tell you from experience, it is is very nice to see your money go up like that. So what I'm going to do is going to give you a couple of websites that you can uh, check out to actually do some more research. One of the most useful websites I use is coinmarketcap.com. So for, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you, you get to see what's going on. So if you're listening on a audio only platform and you want to see what's actually happening, you can go to YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Mr. Box. Um, so yeah, we're here on coinmarketcap.com. So this this website is a directory of pretty much every single cryptocurrency in existence right now. Um, so you can actually explore ca- uh, different categories of cryptocurrencies. So you've got DeFi coins, NFTs, uh, NFT exchanges, metaverse projects, um, Binance Smart Chain. This is probably not going to mean much to you, but this is where you can actually get info 
on uh, the price of certain coins, how much circulation they have. Circulation is important because it, it gives you, um, it, it's part of tokenomics. Tokenomics is basically how much supply, um, you know, what's the market cap, basically how, how much is already invested in it, how, mu- how liquid is it, how much trading is going on. Um, and also, um, more importantly, if you look at the 24-hour and seven-day uh, price percentage changes, that gives you an indication of what's happening with that coin. Um, looking at the graph, is it at all-time high? Is it at all-time low? Has it been trading sideways? Is it a good t- That lets you know if it's a good time to actually get into that coin. Um, but more on that on future episodes. So another website that's quite good is cryptobubbles.net. So this is more of a visual representation of the cryptocurrency market as a whole. So you can see the ones with the big green bubbles. Those are the ones that have appreciated most in price over the week. Um, you can select either weekly or you can you can choose daily, hourly, 15 minutes, five minute. So you could just at a glance look and see which were the, the, the big pumps. Where did the big pumps happen? across the market on different coins so yeah this is a really good website here as well so if you want to learn more about crypto we're going to have some great content for you in the in the future um yeah so stay close that's what i would say so yeah that's it for this week hope you enjoyed it and uh, i will catch you next tuesday don't forget to like and subscribe. Please subscribe so that you and, and make sure you press the bell as well because YouTube is not showing uh, videos to people that are subscribed unless they play unless they got actually go and look for the video. But in case you forget, make sure you press the bell so that you're alerted of any new videos moving forward. That's it for now. Uh, hope you have a positive week with all this madness going on in the world. It is crazy out here. And uh, yeah, bye for now.